Hey guys, welcome to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. This is DJ Joe, and in today's segment, we're going to preview game one of the NBA Finals and provide our predictions for the finals. But before we get started, um, I'd like to thank Steve, my co-host, for all of his hard work and uh, on the videos and everything and we'd like to thank Ray Lundquist for all of his hard work as he's been working on our social media stream on Twitter and as well as the 400 subscribers we have on YouTube. We would not have gotten this far without your help. But let's get started with these finals as game one will be Thursday and it's been a hard finals for both teams, uh, as you guys all know. But uh, I think both teams will be, uh, this finals will be a good championship series to watch. As game one will be Thursday, June the 2nd on 9 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. In fact, all games will be streamed on ABC in the States and in Canada will be on Sportsnet and on ESPN Radio. Now, for the Golden State Warriors, what a playoffs they've been having. Uh, let's get started. So, the Golden State Warriors played the Denver Nuggets with the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. And this was the first time in a long time that Clay Draymond and Steph Curry uh, played together in the playoffs and they beat the Nuggets in four and five games. And in round two, they placed, they faced the Memphis Grizzlies and it was filled with drama, injuries and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we don't want to talk injuries right now, but the Golden State Warriors beat the Grizzlies in six and then they played recently the Dallas Mavericks uh, against Luka Doncic and uh, they beat them in five games and I think round one against the Nuggets there was no competition uh, for the Golden State Warriors round two there was competition but I don't think it was a big time uh, competition but I think Against the Dallas Mavericks, it was a great series to watch. And even though the Grizzlies beat the Warriors twice, I still feel the Dallas Mavericks was doing their hardest. And that's what you want to give a plot to. Look at Doncic. What a playoffs he had. Uh, as they beat the, the Jazz in the first round in six. They beat the defending champions in seven. And then they lost the Warriors in five. But look at Doncic has improved dramatically in both sides of the floor. And I'm really proud of Luka Doncic and what he's done for not only the city of Dallas, but for the franchise. He's been doing his all. And it's funny how the only star on that team, no disregard to Jalen Brunson and Spence, and uh, all these boys, and Tim Hardaway, who was injured. But 
no offense to these boys, but Luka Doncic was the only star on that team. And like I said, you don't need 10 All-Stars and Hall of Famers to go where you want to go. And the the Dallas Mavericks, all they wanted was going past it round two. And they reached the conference finals for the first time since 2011 when they uh, went to the finals against the Miami Heat. So I think the Dallas Mavericks passed their goal this season with one superstar in Luka Doncic because Utah Jazz had Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, the Suns had Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and now uh, they face the Golden State Warriors. And it was tough, but the Golden State Warriors are not, they were not top in the stands for no reason. Um, they are a good team, the Golden State Warriors. So it was tough for the Dallas Mavericks. But I think this uh, year, Golden State Warriors have been the critics. And I was never a huge fan of Golden State. But I've been a huge fan of how... Uh, the defense of Clay and Draymond, and they are a key piece of these uh, Golden State Warriors. It's not just about Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay shooting. No, it's about the defensive side. Clay's defense, Steph's defense, Draymond's defense, and Iggy expect is expected to return in the finals, and we hope he can. But enough. Uh, talk about the past but this is how the Warriors got to the finals and now we'll talk about the Celtics before we predict these finals so the Boston Celtics faced the Brooklyn Nets who had Kyrie and Kevin Durant and they swept the Nets out of the building and it was filled with drama KD did not get did not play in the series until game three Kyrie only played in two out of four games. And what I mean is Kyrie played all four games, but he did not show up the way Kyrie and people are riding his tip on. And this is why I will never agree that Kyrie Irving is close to Steph's career level or one of the elite important cards in this game. Because he did not show up in these, in the first round. And we're talking about the first round, not the second round, not the third, not the finals, in the first round. So Kyrie Irving need to get his stuff together. And yeah, he got a haircut. He doesn't look like a bum right now, but he's got to play much better. Because right now the Nets don't want to re-sign Kyrie Irving. Because of his drama that he brings. So Kyrie Irving is going to have a long offseason. And is going to have to step up next season. And you know if Kyrie doesn't come back to the Nets. You think Kevin Durant is going to come back to the Brooklyn Nets? No. And KD is the first time in a long time that he was physical. That the, that the opposing team was physical. And he wasn't able to get going in most of this series up until game three and even game four. 
So I think that the Nets, it just, Kyrie wasn't playing with them the whole season. So it was like too much, but I don't think that these boys, Kyrie and KD, did have a great four games against the Celtics, except for game four is when KD went off. And even the first couple games, as I said, the Nets supposed to they were supposed to win the first two games. But this is about the overrated Nets. This is on how the Celtics uh, in January, they were 13th place. And they have stepped up to end the season as a second seed as they swept the Brooklyn Nets. And then the Celtics played the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs, in round two. They beat them in a brawl game seven in Boston. And then they played the Miami Heat in seven games as well. And if you want to say who had the easier path between Golden State and the Boston Celtics, and I feel that the Golden State Warriors had an easier route in a way because the Golden State Warriors faced only Nikola Jokic in the first round. Uh, Round two, John Morant missed last two games uh, and beat them in six and then they faced only Luka Doncic and the Mavericks in the uh, Western Conference Final or beat them in five but I think the Celtics was the hardest because they faced KD Kyrie in the first round they faced Giannis Antetokounmpo in round two and then they faced Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat but we don't want to talk about how the Bucks they went without Middleton and it was tough that they couldn't play well in Game 7. But for the Miami Heat, I think Kyle Lowry did not have a great performance in all seven games. Probably in Game 6, he had a great game. But everyone's talking about how Jimmy Buckets was the out, was the like MVP of this round. But do you think that Jimmy Butler was one of the best players in this series against uh, against the Boston Celtics? Do you really think that? Because I don't like no disregard to Jimmy Butler. He showed up in Game Six, obviously, and Game Seven, but like, what about the other games where he scored? so like under 15 points like i know you guys are like riding his tip jimmy butler playing for miami but like do you really want to call this man an mvp really because game one the man scored 41 right game two he scored 29 but what about game three? You went you went to a playoff series, right? In Boston, Eastern Conference Finals, and you scored eight points. Eight? And you call that man an MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals? No. The man scored eight points. Eight points. Man. Eight points. 
three rebounds and two dimes. And what about game four? The man scored six points, seven rebounds, one assist. Six points. Really? And then game five, he scored 13 points. And yes, he scored, went off for 47 and 35, but that's all these men, tip riders of Jimmy Butler saying he's an MVP, he's an all-star. You can't be an all-star and score under 15 in three consecutive Eastern Conference Final playoff games. That can't happen. And Miami Heat should have won this one. They should have won in five games. That's what I feel. They should have won in game two. It was a blow. But they should have won game three. It was a blow. They should have won in game five as well. And yes, Jimmy Butler scored 47 in the elimination game in game six in Boston. Yes, he scored 35 in game seven. But he took one of the worst shot attempts. You could ever take, there's literally 13 seconds left on the shot clock. He could have got a better play instead of shooting that contested pull-up three. So, Jimmy Butler had a great playoffs, don't get me wrong. Um, But he he played great in every single playoff game up until game three against the Boston Celtics. Because the, the, one of the games that he did not play well was uh, game one against the Sixers, uh, in which they won by 14, but he scored 15 points. That didn't matter. But that's the only game since then, the only game that he has struggled was up until game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. And that cannot cut it. I'm sorry, but... Miami Heat are the number one seeded team for a reason. They had a great season. They had a great performance up until the conference final. But I'm sorry, but you cannot go into Boston on the road. Not only that, but in three straight playoffs game, score under 14 points. And yes, all these Jimmy Butler tip riders are going to be like, man, he scored 40 in two games. Yeah, he scored over 30 in three. But the man lost. And obviously, when you lose, you got to look at what went wrong. And that what went wrong. In game three, he scored eight points. In, in game three, scored eight. Game four, scored six. Game five, scored 13 points. And yes, they won in game three by six points, but the man scored eight points. Because you, when you lose, you got to look at your leaders. That's what you have to look. And Jimmy Butler, according to those bum-ass fans, Jimmy Butler's the man. But you can't be the man by scoring six points in a playoff game, eight points in a playoff game, and 13 points in a playoff game. And yes, don't worry. We are going to look at Kyle Lowry. Because Kyle Lowry, I don't think he had a great playoff performance this season. 
in the first round uh, against the Miami Heat, against the Miami, against the Atlanta Hawks, he only played three, scored ten points, nine points, six points. Against the Sixers, he only played in game four. I mean, game six, game three, yeah. Yeah, so he played in game three and game four. He scored zero points, and then game four, he scored six with seven assists. Against the Boston Celtics, he he did not play game ones and game two. He played in game three, had 11 points and six dimes and four dimes. In game four, he played three, he scored three points, five assists. Five rebounds, two assists. Uh, game five scored zero points. Game six had 18 points and 10 dimes, which is a great performance. And in game seven, they lost by four. He had 15 points and only... He had 15 points and three dimes on four for 12 shooting. So you got to look at your boys which was Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. And you got to look at their losses for Butler and for Lowry. You just got to look at the game he played. And don't get me wrong. We're also going to take a look at uh, Bam Adebayo. Because Bam Adebayo is another guy that is one of the stars after Jimmy Baller is Bam and then is Kyle Lowry. So I just told you how these boys did not show up when they needed it. And Bam Adebayo did not also had a great performance against the Celtics. Game one, 10 points and four rebounds. Game two, six points and nine rebounds. Game three had a career high 31 points. Uh, which is well, but game four, back to his old self, nine points. Game five had 18 points. Game six, they won by eight, had six. And game seven had a great game of 25 points and 11 rebounds. And he had a great performance, all for 21 shooting from the field. But it just, that shot attempt in Game Seven by Jimmy Butler was not uh, was not a great sh- shot attempt by uh, Butler for the Miami Heat, and that costed them the game because they had there was still 13 seconds left on the shot clock, and they should Jimmy Butler should have drove and go for the tie instead of the three because if he had a look or if someone had a look and they took it and missed it. All right, I get it. But if you took a contested shot, pull-up shot, when you still had 13 seconds to go, and that, that was just questionable. And it hurt in Miami Heat because in the end, they're not advancing to the finals. But that's about it for that. And for the Golden State Wars against the Bolton Celtics, I still... I... I have the Warriors winning the title this season and beating the Celtics in six games. But don't expect this. I expect this to go to seven. But you, for the Celtics side, you just need Jalen Brown to have great game every 
finals game. Because if Jalen Brown has one or two great games, the Celtics are not going anywhere. And also, Jason Tatum, at times he struggled against the Miami Heat and against the against the Milwaukee Bucks. And he did, too, struggle a little uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. So I think J- this Boston Celtics, if they want to go, they want to win the championship, Jimmy Butler... I mean, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum need to have great performances every night out. If they want to take this to a seven game or they want to win four games against these Warriors, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is going to play. They're going to have to show up for 48 minutes and have great performances. But this is not just about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This is about... Marcus Smart, Pritchard, Al Horford, Williams, Robert Williams, Grant Williams. All these boys are going to have to show up. It's not just... And this, the Celtics did not go to the finals just because they have two superstars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They have a whole squad. They got a bench mob too. But for them to beat the Warriors, they just got to defend the three and play great offensively. And for the Golden State Warriors, as I always say, the sky's the limit. All the Warriors have to do is doing the three, Steph Curry, driving, floating, shooting threes, Draymond playing D and shooting that three once in a while and doing his screens, Looney grabbing boards, Clay playing great defense and going off so i think the warriors got this on lock they got this on lock baby but it's about the celtics if they can respond but they need the whole squad to respond but they for sure need jason tatum and jalen brown to uh to even have a chance to beat these Warriors. and same thing goes for the warriors they need they need better performance from Jordan Poole as he had not bad games against the Mavericks. But, like, they, both teams need their all from their superstars. But I still think that the Golden State Warriors have the experience and they will win this in six games. But if their Celtics are going to win, they're going to have to take this as seven. I don't see the Celtics beating the Warriors in four or even five or make it six. But I got got the Golden State Warriors beating the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. And tune in every day as we'll recap uh, game one on Friday. And we will preview game two. So we'll be on the NBA Finals every single night. And uh, thank you all for tuning in to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. This is your host, DJ Joe. You can hit the subscribe button, the like button, and hit that share button as well. And you can send your donations. Uh, The link will be in the description. And you can check us out on YouTube as you can help us reach our goal of 500 subscribers. We got 400 right now. And you can also subscribe to our monthly specific episodes on anchor.fm slash grind never saw podcast the link 
will be in the description. And make sure to tune in as well uh, as we'll preview the NHL uh, the NHL conference finals uh, as the Colorado Avalanche will play McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. And the Eastern Conference is going to be once again the Tampa Bay Lightning playing the New York Rangers. And our co-host Steve will cover that one. But guys, thanks for tuning in to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. This is your host, DJ Joe, signing out. Mamba out.